We are back to the Skype machine this week, but we'll be back at Artichoke Music next week with a conversation with Tony Ozier. Right now, we're going to talk with Lady A, not the band that used to call themselves Lady Antebellum, but the soul and blues singer from Seattle who has been calling herself Lady A for decades, has made many appearances in Portland, including many times at the Waterfront Blues Festival. I'm sure you've heard about the dust-up between them. Lady A will be filling in all the details along with her producer, John Oliver, a non-British John Oliver. Lady Antebellum changed the name of their band after the massive anti-racist demonstrations after the murder of George Floyd. Antebellum being the period of time before the Civil War when slavery was legal. And you'll just have to ask them why they chose a name that celebrates that period of time. What happened when Lady A, the singer, found out that Lady Antebellum decided to call themselves Lady A? Let's find out. You have gained worldwide fame from these these idiots who are trying to take your <laughs> professional name, okay? I mean, I am not, I, you know, I, I, I have a bias here, okay, and it's in your favor. Let's get that, let's get that straight from the beginning. Um, <laughs> for, for one thing, even if it wasn't you, the fact that they called themselves antebellum, which means I'm still have I'm still owning slaves. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what antebellum means. The, area, the, you know, the time before uh, before the Civil War, when when the, the and, and 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 well, anyway, don't get, I'm not going to get started on that. But well, why I not though? themselves about that you know nobody really you know i didn't really think about it i knew they were there um i would always see their name first whenever i googled myself and then my name was under them yeah um i never thought anything about it i thought that's the name they chose you know more power to you <laughs> you know um i didn't my, th- i didn't i didn't think that it always pissed me off <laughs> yeah i know some, I, yeah I know some friends of mine who live down south and and yeah, some friends yeah. Country who said, "Yeah, that name always stuck in my craw." Yeah. But you know what? Hey, people are people. I let them do. You do you, because yeah. I'm definitely going to do me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, tell me about when you found how how you found out, and and did you hit a really high note when you found out they had <laughs> taken your name? <laughs> no, I still have a low voice. So. <laughs> um, actually, I found out on Thursday, June the 11th. Yeah. When the, when the story broke uh, um, over Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, my sister called me up. I had been working all day, and my phone was on silent because it had kept buzzing. And so uh-huh. I turned it, you know, to silent because, I you know, I have a day job. <laughs> I'm yeah. driving during the day. And I, and I work from home, thank, you know, thank God. I, I yeah. am fortunate enough to have a day job. So um, my sister called, and she said, you know, I finally turned the phone back on. She's like, have you seen Facebook? And I said no, and I went to Facebook and saw Lady Antebellum changes their name to Lady A oh. in light of Black Lives Matter and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And I was in shock. I really was, because I was like, whoa. And um, not 10 minutes into me reading this story, uh, Rolling Stone magazine called me. <laughs> and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I really did, you know, Rolling Stone magazine calling me. Yeah. <laughs> but um they called, uh, Ethan Millman called me and said he wanted, you know, to, to know what I thought about it. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna have to call you back. Uh-huh. And just that simple because I needed to get my thoughts together and I really wanted to, oh, sorry. 
I really wanted to read the entire, um, sorry about that. <laughs> like I said, my phone won't stop ringing. What's your ringtone? What was that? Oh, that's um, a gospel song. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I have gospel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, Go ahead. You know, he basically, I, I was in shock, and I, I needed to find somebody to talk to yeah. about because I I, was, I didn't know what to do. I called John, my mm-hmm. Seattle producer, mm-hmm. and um, we got on the phone with Dexter Allen, my Mississippi producer. And these are two men who I've worked with John for 20 years, 20 plus years, and Dexter for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we worked together. So they're my team. And I we weren't sure what to do. So we um, initially got an attorney who was not in my corner and was basically out for himself as far as I'm concerned, but that's, that's another bad. story for another time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just came down to, we, we talked to the lawyers on yeah. the phone, the three basic questions, how are we going to coexist? Because that was their whole thing. They want to coexist. They have never diverted from that. And my my questions were, and along with my team, with John and Dexter, was, what does that look like? I asked it three times every time we talked. What does coexistence look like? What does coexistence look like? Wait a minute, for the people in the back, what does coexistence, <laughs> coexistence look like? Look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and nobody ever addressed it, Tom. This is the thing. They just kind of glossed over it. They didn't address it. And so then when we talked to Hillary, Charles, and Dave on the Zoom call, and you see us all smiling, well, you know, I always smile. I'll smile even in the worst of adversity. You know, I'm going to smile. God gave me a smile, and I'm going to use it. But about it is that I ask the same questions again. What does coexistence look like? Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen is you're going to be Lady A, and I'm going to be Lady A. You're going to bury me. Right. Of course, because you have more fans than me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't discount the work I've done to get maybe the only the 400 fans I do have, the, the, the thousands of fans I have in Europe. It, mm-hmm. You can't dismiss me just because I don't have as many fans as you do. Yeah. And nobody ever would answer our questions. De- mm-hmm. Dexter went into deep, you know, Dexter and John went into this deep conversation about algorithms and, you yeah. know, how do you get algorithms to work on Google and all mm-hmm. that. And I kept saying, you're going to bury me. Mm-hmm. And they just simply would not address it. We, um, the, the contracts that they sent, the agreements that they sent back and forth had no substance to them. Yeah. So why would I sign them? They said they would give their best efforts to ensure I didn't get which means there. nothing which means nothing exactly yeah. exactly now were you talking to them or or were were both of you talking to them at the same time i mean were you were in a, a conversation yes all three of us myself john oliver the third and dexter Allen, okay out of mississippi we we were talking to them now who is the them artists, were you talking artists, were you talking to their representatives or were you t- t- talking to the band the first meeting was with the representatives and Hill and Hillary. Uh-huh. They had their lawyer on the phone, red light management, and Hillary was on the phone. Mm-hmm. And and you know she apologized, and I accepted her apology. I you know everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. 
So I, you know, so they made a mistake and we, we all agreed, okay, so we made the mistake. Now what do we do? So from here, what do we do? Um, lawyers talk, lawyers speak. So we decided, okay, we'll get on this Zoom call artist to artist and try to work out what coexistence looks like. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to coexist because I knew it wasn't going to work. Right. Nobody was giving any, um, they, 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 they weren't giving us any answers to the questions. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we started offering, I mean, they weren't offering us anything. You know, they didn't offer me anything. They didn't say, yeah. you know, um, maybe you can rebrand yourself. I mean, we brought those suggestions to the table. John, um, John, why don't you tell them the, the suggestions? Oh, hey, Tom. Great, great. Thank you so much for having me and Lady A. Listen, uh, Lady A is absolutely right. There was, we did our best on Lady A's side to to come up with some solutions that would work because mm -hmm. uh, we really wanted details on how all this would work. How would Lady A apples look with Lady A apples? Or think about like the blues festivals you go to. You know, the announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, Lady A. And then right after that, the announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, Lady A. Uh, yeah. Which Lady A? Right. So we, yes. wanted, we yeah. wanted like some practical answers. How, how does this practically look? And so uh, one of the solutions that we did present to them is, hey, Lady Antebellum, you all have great resources. You have this management. You have uh, these other things as part of your corporation. Uh, why don't you bring Lady A, the artist, in and allow her to, have access to your resources so that they can help rebrand her, right? Uh-huh. Uh, or you guys can, you know, put that down in written language on exactly what that looks like. You know, that's what we wanted to see. You know, let her have access to their uh, resources. I mean, think about it this way. If, if, if you even change jobs, but you're doing the same job, what's going to happen is you're going to get resources of your new job, Right. They're going right. to basically rebrand you, uh -huh. you know, and that's what we were asking them to do and consider. Uh, but like Lady A said, we never got any answer to that. Right. You know, and I always equate it to like when you go and buy a car. If you buy a car and you notice that, say, one of the doors doesn't close right, if you don't get it in writing that they're going to fix it, right? Yes. Right. So you go in and you see, you notice the door handle doesn't work and you say, oh, hey, this doesn't work. And they say, oh, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And the whole time you're test driving it, this door doesn't work right. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And so you buy the car, you sign the contract, you drive off the lot, you bring it back for them to fix it. And you say, hey, I'm here to have my door handle fixed. And they go, what door handle? Yes. So that's kind of what was going on with our discussions. We, Lady right. A, Dexter and myself, we just wanted specifics. How is this going to work? And they, they would never tell us, Tom, it, you know, I yeah. even made the suggestion, why don't you guys be Lady A, the band, and I'll be Lady A, the artist. I mean, if you just want right. to coexist, because this coexistence was a big deal to them. But what, what gets me the most is that they never took any of our suggestions. They never addressed any of our suggestions. Not in the contracts, not in mm -hmm. talks with them. They just kept saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Just like John said, you can tell me not to worry, but once I sign the contract, it's pretty much a done deal, huh. right? Yeah. So my thing for them is, and I'm quoting from, from them, I'm gonna quote from them. It says, as a band, we have strived for our music to be a refuge, inclusive of all. We've watched and listened 
more than ever these last few weeks. And our hearts have been stirred with conviction. Our eyes opened wide to the injustices and inequality and biases black women and men have always faced and continue to face every day now. Blind spots we didn't even know existed have been revealed. Well, if that is true, changing your name from Lady Antebellum to Lady A is still racist. Right. And I didn't say it. They said it. Right. (laughs) Right. And and the the other thing is, where the hell have they been their whole life? I'm older than those kids. Right. I mean... (laughs) It's like, and I've been Lady A longer than they've been alive. They are the poster children for white privilege. Well, yeah, you know. It, yeah. It, it, for me, it's just like I run the Truth Is Loud white ally roles in 2020 and beyond. I, I you know, because you know me, I'm an activist in all things in my community. Yeah. And when George Floyd died, um, it really, I mean, let's think about this: Black people, Indigenous people of um, Indigenous people of this land. People of color, we are traumatized. Black people are traumatized daily and have been in this country for decades. Right. Right. We all they do, all these all these murders are just modern day lynchings. Sure. That's all they are. And so we're traumatized daily, but yet we get up and we go to work every day. Those of us that have jobs, Mm -hmm. we get up, we raise our children, our grandchildren. So I decided to start this discussion for white allies, for people who really want to be an ally Uh to the black people, um, indigenous um, people of this land and people of color. A discussion where white people have to be honest about their allyship. Mm-hmm. It started on June 27th, the same day my my single dropped, The Truth Is Loud. Ah. You could not even find my song because they had dropped a song the week before. Ah. And I had literally been wiped out. Now, I've gone in and I've looked recently and I see that <laughs> I'm even I even have a Wikipedia, praise God. Thank you, Lady Antebellum, for the free press. I couldn't have bought better press, you know, and, and, and I'm truly grateful that I don't say that being um, sarcastic about yeah, it. Yeah. That's a blessing, you know, but, but if you're going to be an ally, allies in some cases have to give up something. In most cases are going to have to give up something. Right. You're going, right. You're going to have to, to, to bend because your privilege has allowed you certain things in life that people of color, black people and indigenous people of this land have not been afforded. And it has been systemic. It's set up that way so that we don't prosper. And those that do prosper, if you're not going reaching back and helping those that are still trying to make it, mm-hmm. and even those that, that, that prosper will tell you they are still not on the level of white people. Uh-huh. Let's just be honest uh-huh. about it. Uh-huh. You know, so so when you say you want to be an ally, you cannot take the name Lady A and think that it still does not have a connotation to Lady Antebellum. And that's bigger than anything. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Because I could rebrand myself. They want to talk about I tried to extort 
$10 million from them. It wasn't extortion. We were in negotiations. And when I could see that they weren't going to budge because their privilege allows them to not budge because they think that I'm just going to go away or I'm just irrelevant. I'm just mm -hmm. another black woman who is irrelevant to them mm -hmm. because they think I'm just local. They well, don't know. Right. They don't know me. And yeah. the thing about it is that that if you're going to do it, do it correctly. Be an ally. Change your name. But if you're not going to change your name and we are in these negotiations, my whole thing was, you know what? This is where allyship shows you where you where you put your mouth. You put truth behind the power that you have. Mm -hmm. So have you filed suit against them for this? No, I haven't done anything. I'm still waiting to receive the suit that they filed against me. They filed a, they, they, right, they filed a suit against you. Yes. Asking so for they, what? And, and, and they're not asking for money. They're asking to continue to use the name Lady A. Huh. And, and I'm not. I, I and since they weren't truthful in what they're trying to do, and it, this isn't just for me. This isn't just for me. Uh, even though my name, sometimes our name is all we have, and you want to take right. that from us? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've taken everything else. So our name, you know, um, it's our. It's my identity. Yeah. And people yeah. of, you know, black people, indigenous people of this land, people of color have had their language, their culture, their music, their families taken away from them. Right. And, and their names. So why would I allow you to take my name just because you can or right. you think you can? Right. Right. Why it's, I it's, so, it's so basic. I mean, I learned that from Malcolm. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that is so it's so basic, you know, uh, uh, in American history. It's just it, it it's mind blowing that uh, that it's, that they it's that, so they, that all they have to do is change their name. Yeah. They wanted to change their name in light of Black Lives Matter. You should have just changed your name. This is a big. You're, it's like it's a big deal. I won't say about nothing because. Because for me, it's my name, it's my identity. It's something I've worked for for 30 years. It's something that my community, I'm responsible to my community for. I'm responsible to these kids who I mentored in the Rhapsody Project. It's, mm -hmm. it, I'm responsible to my church family, to all my friends, to my two producers who have been in my corner and, and propped me up and pumped me up. I don't care if I don't have but two followers. Yeah. I'm responsible to those two followers. Okay, I've, I've been reading that there's a lawsuit where you're asking for $10 million. What is the story behind that? Okay, I, I didn't sue them for $10 million. Um, <laughs> people. I, we were in negotiations. Yeah. Just like I said, they're not truthful. So we were in negotiations. And as I said, I finally, I'm tired. I, I need to get back to my life. I need to get back to my, my advocacy and my music yeah. and and everything that goes on with my life. You know, I'm a very busy woman. Oh, yeah. I stay busy. I need to work, you know. And so I told my lawyers, I said, look, this is what this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna I wanna I want five million dollars for me. That is to rebrand myself, mm -hmm. help people in my community, be able to to invest in other artists. 
be able to to help myself because now I'm going to have to rebrand myself with a totally different name because I don't want to be associated with them. Right. That's why I said Uh, I want to coexist. I don't want to be associated with you. You're not telling the truth behind your supposed allyship. Your name was never antebellum. (laughs) Exactly. So, and then the other 5 million I said would go to Black Lives Matter to seniors and youth whom I love mm-hmm. in my community here in Seattle, and the and, and a portion would go to other artists who are struggling when they right. run up against big money folks. So when you mm-hmm. say I'm extorting uh, something for you, it's not about me. None of this is about me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about my you know what, lady? But really, it's about. Go ahead, John. Lady A, listen, let, let me piggyback on what you're saying, because, Tom, what, what, the, what the purpose of that was is there's two things. So that, that, that was never supposed to become made public because it was us negotiating with them. Mm-hmm. So what, what the 10 million represented in the split that Lady A just said was us defining what rebranding meant, because what we first proposed was that uh, Lady Antebellum uh, bring Lady A under all of their resources and and so rebranding i mean we that that was just the number that was put out there as far as rebranding her and so mm-hmm. what we said is that listen if if you all aren't going to offer this well why don't we start the discussion and say this is this is a figure we could start with because this is what it would cost for her to rebrand herself. Okay, so she spent 30 years. You know, she started off Lady A singing karaoke, then Lady A, the background singer with the Sonny Byers and the Motown Review and some other bands, and mm-hmm. then Lady A, the lead singer of Lady A and the Baby Blues Funk Band, mm-hmm. and then evolved into Lady A, the artist, the independent artist, and mm-hmm. then Lady A, the brand. And, you know, she's putting out albums and touring all over. So, what we were saying is, listen, this is a figure that we can start with so that because she's going to have to start from the ground up now. She's got to completely rebrand herself. Right. And so that's just a figure that she put out there. And the other five million was to go for the charities that she mentioned. Right. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Now, Black Lives Matter is a charity that Lady Antebellum mentioned, but mm-hmm. some money goes to them. And then the other part goes to helping artists who will end up in the same situation so that they can have some resources as well, right? Mm-hmm. And and then the other one was for her foundation for senior centers, I mean, seniors and youth. And so, you know, for them to just throw out in the news that she's asking them for $10 million, that, first of all, that's something that no one should have ever known about because that's unprofessional. Yeah. That's unprofessional. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have simply just went back to Lady A and her attorneys and said, hey, we reject your offer, but they didn't even extend that courtesy. Hmm. They they took, Tom, what they did was they just disrespected us because they thought we were nobody. And and they continued, and then they wanted to put me out there as if I was extorting money from them. That was a negotiation. When you negotiate with people, they all they had to say was no. I mean, tell their lawyers no and, and been done with it. But they didn't do that. They wanted to paint me the way that I want to say this correctly. Yeah. So I, because I want you to understand whenever you whenever you put. I want to I, I really do want to say this correctly. I don't want to say this incorrectly. After you call after being called out for taking my name and not and, and just putting my name out there saying I'm extorting money to you. This is what happens when many folks 
of privilege. This is what they do mm-hmm. when you ask them to cease and desist from bad behavior, because that was bad behavior. Yeah. Hillary and Charles right. David, they're just attempting to change the narrative by minimizing my voice and belittling me. And they, they want to belittle my experience as an artist. And um, if having a lot of money gives them permission to tread on my rights, that's that's basically uh, because I've worked too hard to just allow you to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, my professional name is Lady A. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have brought some light to, to me. But look at what kind of light you brought. Yes. I mean, a lot of people right. support me and I thank God for them. I ooh, just right. let me tell y'all, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you. Right. John and I and Dexter, we give God glory. I thank you because I couldn't have bought better press. But this right. is this is more than about that. This is about black people, indigenous people of this land and people of color having things taken from them mm-hmm. under right. the guise, mm-hmm. under the guise of, oh, you know, we care about you. Right. So let's not right. get no. that. I didn't bring this up and I didn't bring race into it. And I've seen a lot of their little nasty tweets about, uh, you know, I'm a racist and I shouldn't be bringing race into it. I didn't do that. Yeah. Lady Antebellum right. with well, the lie the pretense of being an ally. They brought race into it when they first named their band. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for them and their fans. I mean, you know, like I say, you do, do me over here. All I can do is try to help. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I want people to understand that no matter what happens, I am still the same person. I am still out here trying to help my community. I'm still trying to bring people together. I'm still storytelling in my songs. I'm still trying to to be the best person that I can be. Am I perfect? No, by no means. And those out there that want to tweet things, you know, nasty things about me, I don't read them. You know, my my friends and fans send, you know, will send it to me. Say somebody wrote something really nasty about you and you know, all I can say is God bless you. Yeah, um, right. still an opportunity here for Lady Antebellum to do the right thing, because in mm-hmm. allyship, sometimes you're going to have to do the right thing. Yeah. It may not be easy, but it has not been easy for us. Um, right. So do, you ha- do you have any idea what's going to happen? No. I, like I said, we're still waiting to be, I'm waiting to be served. Huh. <laughs> Well, and and Tom, Tom, you know, it's something to think about is this, is that Lady A, listen, I can say this because uh, myself and Dexter Allen, our other friend and producer, we've been on these early on calls. And listen, from the start, Lady A has just said she wants to keep her name, right? right? She doesn't want to change her name. So for Lady Antebellum, you know, they, okay, they have this evil name, but they have, it's been their brand, Lady Antebellum. Okay, and then they're like, hey, you know, we're going to change our name to Lady A. Okay, okay. But then they find out there's a blues singer, powerful, the hardest working woman in blues, soul, and funk, Lady A. (laughs) They found that out. Oh, so they, you know what they did? They reached out to her. They reached out to Lady A, and we had all these discussions. And Lady A, from every discussion going forward, said, I don't want to change my name. So they say, okay, okay, listen, Lady A, let's talk. We think we can coexist. So Lady A says, how is that going to work? 
Lady A, we're just going to coexist. I mean, she she told you earlier, she said it three times. She said it multiple times. Yeah. Dexter Allen said it multiple times. I said it multiple times. The story has not changed. We were negotiating, and then they just filed a suit against her. Hmm. But Lady A has said the same thing from the beginning. I just want my name. And I don't know how, how much more crystal clear that that needs to be yeah. for Lady Antebellum right. to hear that. Because on even so, even if we have discussions going forward, the narrative is still the same. Lady A, that's her name. Yeah. They could fix all of this very easy by changing their name and apologizing. Yeah. And you know what? And then and then we can go from there. But right. you know, Lady A, I've known her for decades. She's going to continue to be the hardest working woman. And Tom, you know this. When she hits that stage, she doesn't do 100. She gives like 200%. Sometimes I've been on stages with her and I tell her, sis, I mean, listen, we've been down in, in Portland. And uh-huh. I'm like, sis, listen, we have we have two back-to-back sets. Do not go, don't go nuclear on the stage because she doesn't, she gives it, all, she gives it her all. So we've, we've been down in Portland and and she's done a set. We've got like a 45-minute set, and then we're supposed to get on the boat. Well, that 45-minute set, she's done like four hours worth of energy in 45 minutes. Yeah. And then we got to get off the stage, rush off the stage, go get on a boat. And on the boat, guess what she's going to give? She's going to give a million percent, <laughs> right? And so Lady A is literally the hardest-working woman Don't in blue, stolen, and funk. Right. And so she's going to give it her all. And listen, Tom, we just want Lady Antebellum to recognize that Lady A is Lady A. That is her name. It's her brand. It's, it's, we shouldn't even be discussing it. Yeah. They should they should just change their name. It would be so easy. So, Lady, how are you holding up with all this? How are you doing I, with, with, with all this? I'm blessed. I'm, I, you know, the first two weeks when it happened, I, you know, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I was stressed out. Yeah. I was, you know, my, my producer, you know, I was on the phone with John and Dexter. And, you know, Dexter said that John and Dexter were very concerned about me, um, you know, and, and I wasn't even really realizing it. I guess it showed up in my face and in how I was talking and with, with them because they know me. And I had to go to my secret quiet place and then John and I prayed and mm-hmm. and you know what? Now I'm letting God handle it. I don't people I know y'all are doing a lot out there for me. Thank you so much. I can't yeah. say a lot, but know that it's not because I don't want to, because y'all know I love to talk to you. I try to, <laughs> I try to email everybody back and I try to Instagram everybody back. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't say a lot. Um, I say I love you. Or I say God bless you. Mm-hmm. But right, I'm blessed. I am in a in a much better place now. I'm mm-hmm. stronger because of because of the overwhelming response of support. Oh yeah. Um, I can't even begin. Yeah. God has placed me in such a position to put angels in my path. Mm-hmm. All of you that have sent me messages, oh my gosh, I couldn't begin to tell you. So to answer your question, I am I'm blessed. I am, I'm blessed. I am sleeping better, a, a, little, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with all the stuff, well, the, all the other stuff that's going on in the world, it's difficult enough to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm, besides I'm this, 
know, I still have to go visit my mom. Yeah. Um, our live um, services from my church. I'm a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I, I want to get back to what I do, which is which is my love of people. I just want to get. I want to sing and get back. You know, because we're live streaming uh, this weekend for my right. birthday. We're live streaming at Egan's Dollar Jam House. In nice. Seattle. Nice. Yeah. We're gonna because Egan's is a small place that I do my back porch blues show. Uh-huh. You've seen. Um, I do my black back porch blues show, sure. and and I've been doing it there for five or six years. Well, they're a small venue, and during this COVID period, I mean, they're you know everybody is struggling. Like I said, this yeah. ain't just about me. Tell me Everybody's about it. Struggling, <laughs> and um, so we're gonna we're gonna live stream from Egan's. It's just the band, won't be any audience. We're gonna live stream, and we're gonna raise money for Egan's so that they can keep their doors open during this time. That's so That's I want to, you know, it's my birthday. Y'all come on All and right. I'm going to send the link out this week. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully today <laughs> that link out. And, you know, just if you want to do something for my birthday, please support Egan's Ballard Jam House in Seattle. Um, Suzanne Wegmer, she is the owner. She's a female. She owns this club. It's a, it seats 48 people. It is the most intimate audience that I love and I love playing there and I want her doors to remain open. And I thank John and Roz Royster McCommon, Nathan McCommon, um, for, for agreeing to, to, you know, go in this space. We go have masks on when we have them, but what I'm saying, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I want everybody to be safe and Absolutely. Cause I want all to come out of this next year. All right. Well, we, cause when we get back to Tom, think about it. When we get to a festival, Oh, and we're able to hug each other. How much love that is. That's going to be know? amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, please keep in touch and let, let, let us know what's what's happening. And, and we will let everybody know that reads the Oregon Music News. Yeah. And uh, thank you, John, for spending the time. And Lady A, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks having us. Thank you so much, yes, Tom. Yes. And we love you, Portland. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Love Portland. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.